What's going on, you beautiful people? It's Chris, host of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. Before we get into this week's episode, and it's a juicy one, I mean, per usual from all of our shows, we had a big development come across our sleeper notifications literally moments after we were done recording the podcast. Gentlemen, help a brother out with the timing next time, man. Come on now. But that development was a pretty massive trade that involved a lot of pieces moving between two teams that are, I would consider, contenders this year. We had a trade between Stretch and Team Super Camario and Team Uninspired Youth and their owner, Anthony. And again, a lot of moving pieces here, so hang on to your butts. In this trade, Stretch received Adam Thielen, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, Devontae Smith, wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh, the big one. Running back Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans goes to Super Camario. In return, Anthony gets Amari Cooper from the wide receiver from the Cleveland Browns. Jerry Judy, a crown jewel young piece for the Denver Broncos, wide receiver. We get Zeke Elliott running back for the Dallas Cowboys. That relationship between Zeke and Stretch did not last too long. And we add a nice 2023 third round pick. We all know we love that 2023 draft class. That is your trade. Just a couple initial reactions from the podcast hosts. We all kind of agreed this trade may not necessarily move the needle too much for either team and might fall just short of what all of us consider to be a true blockbuster. But anytime you have this many pieces moving in a trade, that is big, big news for both teams involved. Obviously, for Anthony, you are getting rid of King Derek Henry at a time when, hey, his value might be a little lower, but you certainly upgraded those flex spots. Men for stretch, you certainly paid up, and you certainly got your guy, Derek Henry, if he returns to form. Have a great time, my friend. Obviously, we aren't going to tell you who each of the hosts thinks who won the trade because you got to tune in next week. You know we have to open the This League trade ring to decide the winner of this big, big trade. So remember, keep that trade in your noggin as you're listening to this episode because obviously it didn't happen while we were recording and it didn't really change any of our picks heading into next week. So again, thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, Chris, this is Aaron Hunt with the Traders Point Chronicle. I wanted to talk to you about your matchup last week where you had a lot of injuries, things didn't go your way. What's your response to that? Yeah, yeah. Um, Team Fairlife, on to week three. Yee-haw! Y'all boys ready for this? How did folks let's gather around for the best sports talk in town? We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Yeah! Oh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Word to your mother. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, owner of Team Fairlife, Chris Mitchum, with the usual dogs. Defending champion Aaron Hunt. That name always sounds really nice when you reference me like that. So. It's, it's it's a respect thing. I don't want to do it, but I feel like I have to do it. And of course, the owner of the Mixon administration, Tim Raider. 
hey, how's everybody doing? Would you trade your team winning the Super Bowl for an undefeated fantasy football season? Whoa. Because that's the way my leagues, <laughs> my year's <laughs> headed. No, that's not trading for a Super Bowl. That is, would you trade a winless season for an undefeated? Uh, yeah, all, all losses on your NFL team for all wins on your fantasy team. Would you throw in a 2023 first? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Hey, we got a negotiator. Chris, you have hands. them also. I about to say, yeah, open for business still. We're, we're, we're not stopping on that one. Again, thank you for tuning in. I will say we have a different podcast set up. We're in person again, third straight, third straight week. But the other two podcast hosts actually have headphones on today. I, I know when you watch all your popular fancy head or podcast people, they all have headphones on, and we got it going today. They can hear themselves. How's it feel, boys? I feel legit. I feel real good. That yeehaw seemed to take you back a little bit there, too. Yeah, kind of <laughs> strange. I wasn't quite prepared to like actually hear how awful it is live. But <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> but, no, it's it's good. It's it's weird, but good. All right. We'll get used to it eventually. As always, before we get into the show, you can check us at the website, www.thisleaguepod.com. We got manager profiles up to the second, waiver transaction trades, all that good stuff. If you want to follow along, that's the spot to do it. <sighs> Guys, before we get into the actual This League stuff, um, I was just going to play this for the Colts fans, but I guess Tim can join in too. Let's just take a moment. Are the Colts the worst team in the league? Like, genuinely? They are 100% a bottom five team. Oh, that's so sad. And are vying for that last place spot, I think. It looked really awful. And guys, I told you, Matt Ryan. Yikes. Is all I got to say. Yeah, without your top offensive and your top defensive player, that's, you look like the, the Colts look like the worst team in the league yeah I, I like to use the example at least when Carson Wentz sucked it was exciting you know he would like mm -hmm. break two tackles and just throw into triple coverage and it'd be crazy Matt Ryan he just sucks and it's sad you can't even like complete a 20-yard pass or our receivers drop it or the first lick of pressure you go down it's like he's just old and bad it looks like a flailing duck I know when he escapes the pocket it's pretty bad and can we talk really quick about the fact that they only gave Jonathan Taylor nine carries. Yeah, Tim, what's up with that? Nine. Uh, it's fine. They're saving him for the next week. I, I won, so I didn't need him. I was happy to see him ride the pine a little bit. Save those legs. Yeah. I look forward to them actually utilizing the weapon they have in the backfield, Naeem Hines. You know, I actually went back and watched the YouTube highlights because I didn't watch the game. I just listened to it, and it was even worse than I expected. Like, the amount of missed tackles, drop passes... No O-line play whatsoever. If Pryor starts another game, he's like Bobby Hart light. Maybe not as bad as Bobby Hart, but he's up there. Uh, time out. Did you see the Bobby Hart news this week? No. No. We have Bobby Hart news? He <laughs> got fined an undisclosed amount because he tried to go up to a Titans player after the game to fight him, and he swung. He threw a punch, missed the player, and hit one of the Titans coaches in the head. And I was like, that's a classic Bobby Hart move. He can't hit the guy that's lined up across from him. <laughs> he went to go punch a player? Yeah, he oh, was. Wow, he had an issue serious. with him or something. And then he just, you know, square up, throws a punch, completely misses the guy <laughs> for reports, and just clocks a Titans coach in the head. So uh, he's uh, going into the pin with uh, Mike Evans, I see. <laughs> yeah. 
Jeez, Bobby Hart. Okay, I'll let I'll give you a few seconds, Tim, to vent about your Bengals. What's zero and two? You lost to the Jets. What's going on there, my man? Yeah, uh, we lost to the uh, Cowboys. Cowboys. Oh, I'm sorry. They play the Jets next week. That's yeah. right. I'm Close sorry. enough. Sorry, didn't lose to Joe Flacco. I mean, you lost to Cooper Rush. I'm sorry. Yeah. So a lot of like the Twitter heads, the analytics guys, they say to do the quarterback game to decide if your team's going to win or not. Like when you're looking out projecting week. So UK Bengals fans, we go Joe Burrow versus Mitch Trubisky, dub. Joe Burrow versus Cooper Rush, dub. So to go 0-2 against those two guys, we need a quick turnaround against a maybe elite Joe Flacco um, for me to have any hope in the season. If we lose to the Jets, I am hopping on 2023 NFL mock drafts, and I'm looking at the top (laughs) three left tackles, and we're just going to go all balls to the wall for the top left tackle prospect and just completely punt the season. Joe Burrow is going to end up like Andrew Luck, man. That is like every Colts is like PTSD. Anytime we see a young franchise quarterback get sacked, it's like, don't let that happen too often. A lot of (laughs) a lot of the Bengals Twitter, they're like, oh, you know, they're still two weeks in. The line's new. They need to gel. He needs time. Thirteen sacks over two weeks. It's a bad week. Like to put it in perspective, it is a bad bad week if your quarterback gets sacked three times in a game. So that'd be six over two weeks. He's more than double that. Jeez. So I know it's a lot on him. He holds the ball too long. You know, we're looking for big plays. You know, there, there's there's just too many things right now that are going wrong to pinpoint one, and that's scary. I feel that. That is a scary prop position. Let's stop talking talk talking about scary things and go talk about fun things like fantasy football. And you two had a lot more fun than I had this week, but we will go. We will get to that. First, drinks of the week. Tim, your drink looks awfully delicious over there and festive. Yeah, so it's uh, September. We're in the month of September, so you know what that means. Oktoberfest. It's Oktoberfest season. Amen. You know, uh, we got a buddy going over this year, so I'm super excited to see how that goes. But Oktoberfest season is classic, refreshing. I mean, you could just pound these beers all day long. And also, sneaky, tomorrow's weather is going to be 67 degrees. Oh, yes. Great fall beer. Get me out of this heat wave. Aaron, what are we sipping on over there? Well, I'm uh, sipping on some pachanga from Sun King, and I'm going to cheers to you because, spoiler alert. I also have pachanga. Delicious. Cheers, Cheers boys, to another week of being alive in fantasy football. Amen. There's the sip. Had that sound of the headphones. Uh, Gurgly. Even scrumptious. Even better. All right. Before we get into the week two review, we had some action. We had a trade on our hands, and you know what that means. It's time for the trade ring. The This League Trade Ring. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the This League Trade Ring. If you are new, here are the rules. Two teams enter. We read the trade de- uh, We read the trade details, and one team exits victorious based on who we decide is the winner of that trade. We don't just take into account the pieces. We take into account the goals of the team and uh, the motivations behind them. So if you are ready to go, Buckle in and place your bets because we have a heavyweight of two typical rivals going at it in the this league trade ring. It looks like they set their differences aside to get a trade done. And yes, I am talking about the rivalry of the league. We have Stretch and Super Camario and your boy 
Team Fairlife. Aaron, would you please go over the pieces of the trade? Can do. Super Camario, that would be Kyle Stretch, received Zeke Elliott, running back for Dallas, a 2024 first and a 2023 third. And T. Fairlife in the deal received Rashad Penny, running back for Seattle, and a 2023 first-round pick. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard the matches. Matches. You heard the trade pieces. Obviously, I will be abstaining from this one as I was part of the trade, so we leave it up to Aaron and Tim. Are you gentlemen ready? Yes, sir. I guess. On three, say who wins the trade. Here we go. One, two, three. Chris. Whoa. Hot before, before dog. Before you get into it, my real reaction is the loser of this trade, this league, <laughs> every other member of this league. So That is a TKO for your boy, Chris, coming out on top of that one. Um, should I give my, my, my thinking first or should what do you guys give an outside perspective first? All right, How it was it, it was gone to me. So I genuinely look at trade negotiations almost kind of as a math problem, says the guy who's in law school. But I, I, I basically take values and slash them out, right? So I genuinely think that the 2024 first, 2023 first, in the eyes of most, is mostly probably going to be even. So I think you slash those out. I genuinely think potentially rest of the season, at least until that gets back, Zeke damn near might equal Rashad Penny. They're both in splits. They're both in offenses that aren't going to move the ball. And they're both not necessarily the pass-catching backs in the back. So at least for the next four or five weeks until Dak gets back, I kind of see them as even, and that leaves you the 2023 third. So I think that means you have to look at the values of those first-round picks, right? It's no secret. I'm trying to get value in the first, and I actually had two 2024 first-round picks. So I was willing to give one away and get the 2023 first so I can load up. That is now four first-round picks for me next year in the draft. Really looking forward to that. And, again, I give away Zeke, who everybody knows I was trying to get rid of forever, and I get the 2023 first that I coveted, and I also got a piece that I can plug in and at least stay competitive until next year. That was my thought, and I appreciate you guys backing it. Stretch, you're a sucker. (laughs) Ain't nobody else in this league was going to give Chris a 23 first for Zeke Elliott. He's not worth it. There's no chance in heck that you were going to come out giving him a 23 first, a winner. Um, yeah, so I got nothing else really to add to this one. It's demoralizing to see. You know, <laughs> nobody really responded to my text, but congrats on winning the nut from 2024 to 2029. I love this draft glass, baby. I mean, if you get two. Stud pieces out of four, 50% hit rate. Th- those guys, you know, are guys that are going to carry you to a top three finish year in, year out. Yep. Slowly been trying to work the old Deadwood off my team. Slowly but surely. Let's move them on. Aaron, any thoughts on this one before we move on? Yeah. I just don't really understand it from Stretch's angle because he already put his whole team on the trade block. So, like, <laughs> he wants to blow it up. And you only trade for Zeke if you're a win-now team. Right. And Stretch That's is true. on the ropes to not make the playoffs. I would say right now, gun to my head, Stretch doesn't make the playoffs. I'd agree. Kadoba's tough. And now he, and you just gave up a, a top-four pick that you could have helped to rebuild your I team. I think about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so... And and then Chris in 2024 is going to be way better than he even is now. 
So that 2024 first is going to be late. Mm-hmm. So you just... I del- didn't even think this hard about it. You just delayed <laughs> your rebuild by basically two years. Yeah. I mean, I was li- I was literally on a booze cruise when I pressed accept on this trade. Fun fact. I was in Patoka, Indiana during that. So, But that's uh, all I got. I, I think it just doesn't make sense from Stretch's viewpoint. I does mean, not. You gotta, he's already trying to blow it up as it is, and Zeke is going to be literally worthless after this year. I think it's probably he just caved to the pressure. Like... Do you know how many text messages it took for you to convince him of this? Or was it like easy for you? Or how hard did you have to work to get that 23 first? He sent me a trade that was Zeke for Zeke and a bunch of other capital for me for his 2023 first. And we basically just whittled it down. I added Rashad Penny, and I guess he thought that was like a pretty good value piece. So that brought a lot of his other asking points down. So, um, I, I, if I didn't include Rashad Penny, I probably would have had to given up or sorry, if I didn't ask for Rashad Penny, I probably would have had to give up a lot more, but, um, yeah, that's how it was. So appreciate the vote of confidence guys. Let's get on. Boo. 20, oh, boo, you stink. 2024 is going to be so boo, you stink. 2024 is going to be so good. Let's get on to the week two preview. I meant review. Review. <laughs> Rewind to the review. Amen. Ficky, ficky. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, week two, if you listen to any major fantasy podcast, you probably know that this was the week of the wide receiver, baby. Running backs were absolutely doo-doo in this week. So you look at the teams with strong running back cores, they might have struggled a little bit more, but we we signaled this last week. This week pretty much went to chalk. Except for one, which, I mean, we don't have to talk about, but we probably will. Um, So we're going to go ahead and get it started off with this was not the matchup to watch. But it was a good one between we had the Mixon administration and Super Camario both coming in at 1-0. But like I said earlier, we both had an idea of how this one was going to turn out because Tim absolutely crushes Stretch this week by a final score of 154-79. to And, Tim, how does it feel to finally have a quarterback that I would consider top tier? Pretty, pretty nice. And, you know, last week was the week of overreaction, but Jalen Hurts might be top two quarterback for fantasy purposes. Balling. Behind Josh Allen. I know, which, I mean, you're welcome. Welcome to the team. Yeah, I, I. have absolutely zero regrets about that. I'd say, is that, I mean, from, I guess we'll get your perspective. Is that a trade now like a steal, though? Because he gave away a first Justin Fields and Naeem Hines for Jalen Hurts. It looks really favorable. 2023 first, which is probably going to be freaking 10 now. I mean, doesn't matter. (laughs) Tim's in win-now mode, and he has, yeah, arguably a top three quarterback for fantasy. Yeah, you do that all day long. Yeah, You're, You're going for the nut, man. L.A. Rams. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right. F them picks. Um, and the scary thing is, is that Tim put up 154 points and his crown jewel, Jonathan Taylor, put up a whopping 7.3 points. So uh, you got to think that he got a really well-balanced performance from the rest of this team, highlighted by previously said Jalen Hurts, 34, and an Aaron Jones return to form, 32 points on Sunday night football. And it was a great call by Tim to bench uh, DK Metcalf for Josh Palmer. Now, with the impending return of Keenan Allen, that will be something to watch. You know, if he has to put DK Metcalf back in the lineup, you know, is that a chink in the armor we could see? For Stretch, 
no surprises. It was an absolutely brutal week putting up a league low 79 points. And uh, I know we just talked about his new toy that I got, that he got, but guys, I'm going to do it. Guys, Zeke does not look good. Here's the honest <laughs> truth. Here is Chris's honest truth. No, I genuinely said at the beginning of the year, I think he's going to finish as an RB1, good offense, good O-line. He ran on a torn PCL for over half the year and still finishes an RB1 last year. I think he's got still got at least one more year. But with that going out, offensive line injuries, and him not being the pass catcher and just not being the more explosive athlete compared to Pollard, I'm officially freaking out. And I now deem Stretch as the most unsexy running back core in the league because he has Zeke and Josh Jacobs. It's like Stretch. I hope your mouth I mean, tastes like vomit. Right it's now. not good. It's After not. It's not bad, but it's definitely not good. It's just kind of bleh. Shout out Josh Jacobs, um, and of course he had to also weather the Mike Evans, who now has a one-game suspension, who sprinted to knock uh, Lattimore out, which was quite the quite the sight. But despite seventy-nine points, despite this rough week, despite getting crushed, I still think there's light at the end of the tunnel for Stretch. Um, I'll be completely transparent. We were in trade talks today, and he told me he has another trade potentially pending that I would definitely consider a blockbuster. So that hasn't dropped yet. You heard it here first, if not. Um, so there could be brighter days ahead from that one, but you're getting Debo with Garoppolo back. You have a lot more certainty there. Evans doesn't have to face Lattimore every week. Kamara will be back. And I genuinely think there are better days ahead for the Denver offense just because all those guys are too talented. So Jerry, Judy, Melvin Gordon, I think they'll be good. An official eyeball emoji of the week, Garrett Wilson, 30 points. Wide receiver one in New York? Yeah. OH. Good. <laughs> he looked really, really good. Um, what I worry about from that angle, though, is when Joe Flacco is no longer the quarterback. Right. What, what was it? Ca- he's not, he, he throws more catchable balls. Is that what it was? I think so. In the preseason. Um, so, yeah, just to wrap up, Stretch got pounded this week, and rightfully so. Because he did have some hurdles, but I think Tim's team is genuinely that much better. He was on top of the power rankings, and I think he showed it this week. So, again, final score, Tim, 154, stretch, 79. Man, I just – I look at Stretch's team, and I'm kind of with him on putting everybody on the trade block. I just think he's starting to get up there in age with a lot of different – uh, pieces. Kamara's not the same as he used to be, and Kyler Murray, I mean, he does his thing here and there, but not the overpowering playmaker that he once was, potentially, in past seasons, so if he does have a blockbuster in the works, I think that's actually a really good move on his part. Um, but yeah, I just think Tim's a much stronger team, and even with Jamar Chase and Jonathan Taylor not doing much, I mean, he still won convincingly, so I mean, that says a lot. Yeah, my favorite offseason move was not moving DeAndre Swift. He touched the ball seven he's, times and scored 17 points. He's good. He's, he's so explosive. Good. He's really good. I was low on him, but he's he's good. Yeah, I was iffy. I was on the fence. I was talking to with him for multiple teams, but I'm glad I hung yeah, on to him absolutely. so far. Hey, you know, if Tim's trying to – if uh, Stretch is trying to blow it up, good thing he has, you know, some 2023 firsts. Oh, Zeke. Wait. Wait, he doesn't have his 23 first anymore. Oh, uh, dang. That mouth's going to taste like vomit. All right. Well, Tim moves on to 2-0. Stretch falls to 1-1. One and one, And we go on to our next matchup. We had Team Don Perignon and Team Uninspired Youth with a clash from the Chipotle division. 
And for this game, I'd like to insert image of Anthony riding Lamar Jackson to victory because his 48 points. Like a nice black stallion. Carried him to a 118 to 101 victory over Don, um, who started one of the more head-scratching lineups this week. Damian Harris had a plus matchup against a injury-riddled Pittsburgh defense and, uh, again, lost Ty Montgomery, so now it was only a two-headed monster. Miles Sanders has looked solid this year. Probably should be in that starting lineup. Um, Alan Lazard came back, didn't get a ton of targets, got the touchdown. But, you know, a sneaky good draft pick of Don's, again, Jahan Dotson. I mean, his bench looks good. The depth is there. But he's kind of in a position similar to what I had last year, I feel like, where the wealth might be too good because now you have to play the right guy. And I remember being in that position last year, and it's tough. Like, you know, you go, oh, I don't know who to pick between these four guys in two spots. Um, but so, Don, head-scratching moves, but I don't know. 100 points just isn't going to cut it in this league. Anthony, 118. The team did okay. Nobody really did anything. <laughs> and then Lamar Jackson scored 48. Yeah. Like, Daryl Henderson only got 10 carries, so eyes to w- watch on Cam Akers and whether or not he is part of that offense or not. Derrick Henry, 13 carries for 25 yards. I could probably do that. Uh, <laughs> Justin Jefferson got shut down. Uh, just was not a factor in that game. I will have to, you know, give props to CeeDee Lamb. I kind of poo-pooed on him last week. He came back, you know, 15 points is respectable. I still don't think he was a wide receiver one. I don't think that's a hot take. But, you know, congrats to 15 points. And so winning, you know, when Kelsey only gets 10, Cordero Patterson had four. Uh, Derek Henry with eight, you know, it's just some, some mediocre performances. So to get that blowout or the, you know, a huge explosion from Lamar Jackson was good for Anthony to start the season 2-0. and oh. That's right. I dig it. I don't got anything to add on that. You good? I think I'm also good. Lamar Jackson is very good, though. The number two quarterback on the year behind the one and only. Amen, brother. All right, we'll move on to the next matchup, which was the matchup to watch coming into this one because we had two preseason darlings coming up into this one. We had who uh, who both faced the chances of starting the year 0-2. One of them had to do it. And unfortunately for one of them, they did it in explosive fashion because we had the biggest blowout of the week as Steven and Mount Passmore dominated Zach in cooking up more by a score of 103 to 192. Good God. Sheesh. 192. I mean. That's a top five score, I think, in this league history, right? We can fact check that. We could fact check that whenever I get a sec. I'll do that. Yeah, somebody definitely could. But, yeah, I mean, 192 points from Steven is the big storyline. And the scary thing about his team is, is he going to put up almost 200 every week? No. But, like, does he have the depth and the quality to put up 130 every week? Uh, Yeah, because once again, we could talk about his starting lineup all you want, but the bench, man, CEH, 15. James Robinson, 15. Christian Kirk, 25. Jacoby Myers, 18. Rashad Bateman, 20. And A.J. Dillon had a down week at 7, but he's on your bench too. 
And it's like you don't even need him when you're getting 32 from Nick Chubb. That's what he looks like whenever Kareem Hunt doesn't vulture touchdowns from him every week. Is Michael Thomas back? I mean, I just want to genuinely ask that to you guys. Like, is he is he back? Eight, nine targets this week? I have to watch him in the next game. I really haven't paid attention, so he could be. I know. I feel like I haven't I haven't really, like, sat down and watched Red Zone one Sunday this year yet, which, I mean, yeah. maybe besides the first one, but I don't remember seeing him. I think he's back in quotes. I don't think he'll ever be the top five wide receiver one that we knew in, you know, what, 2019 was, what was it? I think so. Yeah, I think he's going to yeah. be very much a wide receiver two rest of season, and I could see him just kind of floating in that tier. That's fair. That's fair. And I mean, Stephon Diggs, forty-four points, but that's without my boy though. You got to take at least two tutties away if Gabe Davis is on the field. And I say that like boisterously, but I also say that kind of seriously. Like, <laughs> I think two of those would have been Gabe Davis's. But hey, who am I? Who am I to think? Um, and guys, I don't. I don't know. I almost want to play the Titanic music again, but like, wasn't it? It felt like just yesterday. We were talking about Zach having the best offseason out of any team, reloading, retooling for this year. And not only is he 0-2, but he's kind of like an ugly 0-2. Like, who did he lose to last week? Was it one of you guys? Uh, he didn't play me. Oh, he lost to me last week, duh. Yeah, <laughs> that's when I went off for like 150. But I still think he only put – he didn't even put up 100 points then. And he only, only, he only puts up 103 here. Like – I mean, for somebody that literally gave away all his picks, went all in for this year, and you start the year 0-2 and, and having a hard time cracking 100, that's kind of nervous. And, I mean, you're starting people like Paris Campbell and Rex Burkhead. Like, what happened? <laughs> Where'd all your good depth go? But you know what I think it is? His top two picks, the first and second overall picks of the draft, Brees Hall, Traylon Burks, neither of them in his starting lineup. Like, whenever you have that draft capital, the first two picks, it should be a Najee Harris. It should be a Jamar Chase, who you just plug in and ride the waves. It should be a Drake London. It's, oh, yeah, you man. did say that. My top wide receiver, that. who I from the second he made that pick, I mean, 25 points this past week against Jalen Ramsey and the Rams. I mean, I have to eat crow, too. I was I was team Traylon Burks as well. Nah, but. My, that, that, that was my preseason. Uh, one, of my, one of my takes was just Traylon Burks is just not – not it. Yeah. I mean, I guess a couple light notes is like Dalvin Cook's slow start, you could argue. Javante Williams, right. slow start. Um, I mean, Cortland Sutton did well, and of course you have Mark, so he <laughs> did well. <laughs> um, but I he, he plays Hayden next week, which I mean isn't the easiest matchup now this year, but I, I'm holding my, my finger over the winner go home button. Like, can Zach really rally in the Cadoba division starting 0-3? It'd be an uphill climb Yeesh. for yeah, him to overcome that. I will just say, though, he did have a bit of bad luck, even though he is my rival, and I do enjoy seeing him lose. Uh, Keenan Allen, I mean, that's a big blow in his lineup with him being hurt. Uh, and then he, who else? There was somebody else, I think, that was hurt as well. Oh, yeah, Michael Gallup, too. I think that if Michael Gallup is healthy, he probably makes the starting lineup in the flex spot as opposed to Brees Hall, who kind of needs some more time, I think, to really be that uh, running back one that he kind of drafted him to be. So <clears throat> I think that at the end of the day, I'm not panicking at this moment, but like on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm probably at like a 5. Five, five. Yeah, it's uh, at least two. one week too early for winner go home talk for me. 
if he's 0-3 about to go 0-4, you could probably convince me. Um, I'm, I'm curious. Who's he play week four? Tough. He plays stretch week four. That could be a winner go home game. Both. Sneaky yeah, early for both one. of them. I know. Game Who does he play next, next week? week? Hayden. Hayden. Okay, that, that's a test. That's a yeah. test. That's so, a test so right So my, my panic meter for Zach is probably a little higher. I'd probably give it a six and a half. I'd give it a six. I think that's where I'm at. But but not not quite win or go home, not quite sound the alarms. Just like, a, okay, we probably need to win two out of three here. Right. Didn't last year, didn't he go on like a seven-game win streak to make the playoffs, yeah, though? The season. Something it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Don't put it past the man. All right. Uh, our next matchup, I mean, Aaron, you, I mean, we don't even have to talk about it if you guys don't really just have any thoughts on it. I mean, it just wasn't really that big of a deal. Your boy, Team Fairlife, squared off against Clayton, bottom of the power rankings, Red Rocket. Y'all probably know how that went. We can probably just skip it if that's cool with you, Aaron. I mean, no, actually, in fact, we have a lot of notes to go over with this. Chris, I don't think so. I don't think we do. Uh, buckle up. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun ride for you here. So, yeah, we had Team Fairlife Chris Mitchum square off against Clayton McLean in the Red Rocket, and we'll just have to start it off here with the positives, right? So Josh the Stallion showed up again. All right, thirty-seven points. All right, now let's go to the negatives. Um, <laughs> he showed up, Josh the Stallion did, and he let's was the, the he was the only one in the stable. Near the track. Oh. In the town. Nice. Just really bad outputs by basically everyone else. Um, Saquon hit his floor, 11 points. Yeah, not sexy, but it doesn't kill you. DJ Moore got a tutty, 13 points. Okay. Other than that, though, it was a tough sledding for you, Chris. And losing Pity City, a.k.a. Michael Pittman. Mm, the Pitman. And Gabe Davis, I believe both on Saturday. Yeah, talk about the worst Saturday of my life. Yeah. Both healthy, and then I just get like back-to-back notifications just like, hey, I know it's a Saturday and nobody's doing anything, but like your two top receivers might be out this week. Just don't mind it. Just don't just carry on. I'm like, how am I supposed to function the rest of my Saturday? You don't, and it was a huge blow. Uh, <laughs> no other way to slice it, really. Rashad Penny, yikes. Uh, six carries, 15 yards. I mean, yes. That's Penny, Zeke, same to my eyes. <laughs> that's not, not what the doctor ordered there. But reinforcements hopefully on the way when your guys get healthy. But this was certainly a low point for you, not eclipsing that 100-point benchmark. Uh, for Clayton, my man barely scored over 100, but he got the job done. Got the, hey, you know what? Win's a win. Win's a win. I don't think I have the check mark on my. Where's the bing, drop? The bing. I'm stalling. Bing. I don't think I have it. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Tim got it for you. Don't worry. Wait, is this the one? Hey, there we go. Oh, oh that hey, was one more for finding it. Okay, hey. that's satisfying. Good job. Good that's job. Satisfying. Proud of you. All right. Yeah. So on the back of Drake London and Curtis Samuel, which by the way, Curtis Samuel for Clayton, that's a great pickup on the waiver wire. That is. Mm-hmm. Turned out to be pretty good, and I mean, basically for the commanders, you can start all three receivers, it seems like, at least. Especially on Clayton's roster. Yeah. I guess I can't talk too much shit this week. <laughs> and McCaffrey was solid. I mean, he's not really exploding this season like we're used to seeing him when he's healthy, but I mean, he's still putting up pretty good numbers. He had over 100 yards rushing, so I'm not really worried about him. Uh, Joe Burrow was murdered like almost every play, but he did get 17 points, so that doesn't kill you either. And Clayton, bottom line, he did just enough. But I think the story was 
Chris just losing how he did. Um, I think it just showed that his team is vulnerable, much like Zach's uh, when injuries strike. And unfortunately, your depth just didn't come through for you. But anyway, Clayton wins this one, 109 to 98. Yeah, yeah, not my best week. Clayton, I owe you an apology for all the bad things I said to you the past seven days, but it's over now. Your team's still trash, all right? Your team's still trash. I'll see you at the power rankings. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. All right, well, we have one more matchup to talk about, and y'all know what that means. It's your game of the week. And we have Aaron and Team Let Russ Cook taking on. That's right. Somebody else I have week three pulled up. (laughs) (laughs) And that would be Country Roads. (laughs) Somebody else. (laughs) And Hayden. And this one turned out to be a barn burner. Get out the cows. We talked about wide receiver week it was. That would be Tyreek Hill. Getting 42 points for Aaron. Amon Ross St. Brown, 39 points for Aaron. And on Hayden's team, Jalen Waddle, 40 points. Oh, God, I didn't know we had the Hill Waddle stack here. Jesus. Cooper Cup, 31 points. What? And Allen Robinson, 15. We'll take it. We'll take it. So Aaron led most of the way but it was close hayden Mm. had his projections right on his tail and he had a couple of guys waiting to play so we saw russell wilson get a solid 13 points okay let russ uh adams saute microwave (laughs) (laughs) hungry man meal that was a good one (laughs) and Devontae adams with two catches Two catches. My scary sound of the alarm eyeballs from last week of Kyle Pitts. Are we doing it again? I think we have to. Yeah, I mean, it might be that time for Kyle Pitts. How many there. targets has he had through two weeks there, Aaron? Six. Six, Six targets. Yeah. And he, yeah, that does not look good there. Bright spot, T. Higgins comes back and gets you 19 in the flex. Good old touchdown at the end of the game there. And Hayden comes just short of pulling off an upset. Large part due to James Conner going down with an injury. Only ended with nine touches of the ball. Could have had more. Could have made it a little closer. And Devin Singletary. Single stories. Single stories. Single home. uh, Devin Singletary. Devin single home, up. wife and kids. Devin mobile white home. picket fence. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. Yeah, was he freaking Derek single? He had four points. Shit, shit, okay. Four yeah. points on Monday night. You were hoping, I think I think Hayden was down about 15 Devin going into single Monday night. Shack. Yep. Aaron had nobody left. And so you're thinking, if Singletary gets into the end zone one and it gets five catches, yeah, he's got a shot to pull it off. And it was just a dud for Singletary because we've talked about the man, the myth, the stallion. Um, forty-one to seven. You'd think that would favor yeah, you would the Buffalo so. running he gets game. At least one of those touchdowns. But they just rested their starters. Smart play in the long, the long run. But <laughs> right. you know, James Cook got eleven carries, 
and you know he got the garbage time. I was really excited whenever I woke up and I was like, holy shit! Got, like it's a, the, the headline was like James Cook leads the backfield. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. But he got like, about five yards a pop. But like nine of those carries came in the fourth quarter when the starters were down. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> so Hayden falls just short, 160 to 149, but a valiant effort for a sneaky playoff team this year uh, who is trying to take off the uh, defending champ. Aaron, I let Russ cook. I think this was the best loss Hayden could have asked for. Yeah. 150 in an L? Like, I I would bet a lot of money that Hayden eclipsed 150 once last year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Probably against me. It was very few. 14. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, this is, I mean, Hayden puts up 149 this week. He put up 140 last week. Mm-hmm. Like, that's some consistency in the in the mid-100s that – can just about guarantee you win a week unless you play a powerhouse like you know Aaron or me or something. But yeah, but no, this was this was a great loss by Hayden. I think he with this performance kind of established himself as definitely not in the bottom tier with the Dons or Claytons anymore. Yeah, I'm glad to have survived. I was super nervous, and honestly. I thought that it was over when Jalen Waddle had 34 points going into the fourth too. quarter of that game against the Ravens. Tyreek Hill was out with cramps. I got the sleeper alert, and I was like, all right, you know what? Live to find another day. I'm 0-2. We got to bounce back. We'll, we'll move on to next week. And I checked my phone a half an hour later, and Tyreek Hill is 42 points. And I was like, <laughs> I, I genuinely was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> I mean, I guess the app glitching. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had to refresh my phone, like, because I wasn't watching the, like games at that point. I ha- was doing something else, and got back to my car and looked at my phone and was like, "Wait, what happened?" <laughs> yeah, it's that's a big. And jump. without that, you know, I probably don't win. So um, Amon Ra is the sun god. He is so good. I almost traded him in the off season to Anthony. So I am so glad I did not do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad he stepped up and other people did. You guys touched on it, Kyle Pitts. I already have another tight end starting. I am going to make him prove it on my bench. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I I, I can't – I need at least somebody who's going to get 10 points, you know, at that tight end spot. I can't afford another three. Right. Because that almost got me this week. Mm-hmm. Tim, I want to ask you, because I'm sure Aaron knows because he's on this team, what, like, wide receiver ranking is Amon Ross St. Brown right now? I will guess number five on the year. It's number three on the year. Hot start. I mean, he had, didn't he have like 60 rushing yards this week too? Yeah. He had a 50-yard rush and a 10-yard rush. 12 targets. Explosive. That is nice. I'm telling you, I I, I said it in the offseason, the Detroit Lions offensive line, top three in the league. And so offenses with a good offensive line can just produce no matter what the names are. Goff's looking good. Yeah. Yeah. He's looking solid. I'm excited for Jamison Williams to come back again to prove that he's like an actual receiver. That'll be that'll be really interesting. And fake stopped it off with all this fake Amon Ross St. Brown crap. Like, <laughs> come on. I think I think he's been a wide receiver one for like what ten straight weeks or something crazy. He's on a he, run. He ended like, hot last year. Historic run. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations to let Russ Cook. He goes up to one and one and Hayden falls to one and one. But Hayden again really established himself in that Chipotle division. And that is your week two review sponsored by Carhartt Shirts. Gray shirts. Tim's wearing one. 
We're just going to give random companies sponsorships because maybe one day they'll pay us or something. Sure. I don't know. That sounds like a plan. How about some, uh, how about some power rankings, big about, guy? Uh, brought to you by whatever your company name is. Vance Mitchum Public Affairs. Ooh. Let's, see a, let's see a little corporate sponsorship like golf that. outing there. I like that. Yeah. This league golf outing sponsored by Vance Premier. <laughs> Shane. Oh, we got some ideas rolling. Okay. Let's get to the power rankings. Broncos country. Let's ride. They're not really riding right now. No, they're not. <laughs> you know they what look like riding? absolute doo-doo. <laughs> the season. It's it's week two's I over. I like that. Week three coming up. So let's get these week two power rankings. My body is ready. And let's start at number 10. Coming off a dub. A super non-convincing dub where he lucked into it. Clayton and the Red Rocket. Hey, you know what? That's a dub for Clayton this week. Can I say something, though? It's arguable that Don might be 10. He's, know, he doesn't I, have the pieces to be 10, but if he sit, keeps setting his line up the way he is. That's what I'm saying. The mismanagement is causing me to almost think that he could be 10 next week. It's it's a clear bottom two, I will say that, because that leads us into number nine being Team Don Perignon. No movement right on. out of the seller of the power rankings. And so the first movement of the day comes courtesy of Zach and cooking up more, coming in at number eight. Eight. A win now team at number eight. eight in the preseason power oh. rankings. They were number four. Oh. So quite a quick fall from Grace for Zach. So my boy. He's got to turn it up a little bit. Number seven, falling one spot. Stretch in Super Camario. Respectable. Lowest yeah. score of the week, despite what the headlines say about the worst performance of the week. Yep. Yep, sneaky in the bottom <laughs> bottom four of those power rankings. Though. Nobody's looking at you, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Number six, staying the same. Hayden and Country Roads take Mahomes. All right. He's in a three-way tie for six last week, so right. he gets out of the tie and gets to hold sole place of number six in the power rankings. Number five, down a spot from last week. After an embarrassing loss with those injuries and pieces we've covered, Team Fairlife. I'll take it. Chris Mitchell. I'll take it. Only fall in one spot. You know, that's not too bad. Right. I think people recognize that, you know, you had some injuries that happened right before the games. I'll take it. I'll take it. Number four, up one spot. We have in first place of the Chipotle division, Anthony and Team Ooh. Uninspired Youth. Undefeated Uninspired Youth. 2-0, and oh, first wow. place in that division. Only 2-0 oh team in the league. Psych! You're looking at the oh, other one. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. My Check bad. the top of the power rankings there. <laughs> Sorry. And my, my fault. <laughs> number three, coming off a nice bounce back win. You said that so confidently. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> hey, did you know? <laughs> did you know that Sorry. you're wrong? <laughs> I'll get off your chain. Hey, number three, Aaron, let Russ cook. Respectable. Stays Respectable. the same from Sounds week right. one. You know, still hanging around the top of the rankings. We got to see uh, a little consistency. But Gritty he's, win he's last He's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Gritty win. He's going to be top three, four all year long. Yep. Number two. Number two. Staying the same from last week. Mount Passmore. Steve Vinn cannot get over the hill. That is my team. <laughs> <laughs> At 2-0. At 2-0. At 2-0. <laughs> 
I think uh, Stephen obviously puts up the 192. Yeah, and I'll he did say, everything he could this week to knock you off. Yeah, I, I was nervous. I thought there was a good chance that I might become number two because of that. But, you know, I think the head-to-head matchup where I beat him last week yeah. looms large. I'm a big head-to-head guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Head-to-head contact all the way. Um, right. And so <laughs> the best thing about watching Steven's team blow off. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> blow up is that it wasn't playing my team, and I would rather Stefan Diggs get those 50 points in a week that's irrelevant for the season. You know, get all of those big Gabe big Davis games is coming out back, baby. And just do it against not me. So wrapping it up, number one, mixed administration. We hang on two and zero at the top of the power rankings for the second straight week. I don't have any issues with those, I don't think. Yeah. I think top two, I, I think I put Mount Passmore at number one this week for me. That's a tier. I think that's a it's, tier, it's a though. It's a tier. It is a tier. I put Tim and Steven in their own they're tier. Both, they're both in that tier. Sorry. Sorry, Aaron. I'd put Tim, I'd, At this point, I would put Tim and Steven in their own in their own tier. Yeah, and then maybe you got I, me and Anthony in the next one. Yeah. I, I'd, I, would, I, would let, I would let Aaron into the door. I, I'd meet you at the front door and let you into that top tier just because, you know, Anthony, Chris... Hayden in the next kind of. I tier guess you were the, the second playoff. high score this week. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd let you into a top three tier. Yeah, right. I'll just hang out, you know, with you know, in the slums with Zach and Hayden. Sounds like <laughs> just just be- with my four twenty twenty three first for you. That's right. And the only reason I think I put him number one is just because like the depth you were talking about. It's just like you replace any of those guys. Like injuries just does not affect him. It will not, you know. Steven. Yeah. 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 Great thing about that though is he can't play them all. That's true. That is true. <laughs> and if and if injuries don't happen, then I think Tim hits the edge. So. I know. You better pull a uh, Tim here. Sell your soul for a Christian McCaffrey or something. I mean, I know a good trade partner who's trying to rebuild with arguably still the RB one in Dynasty, but we'll see what happens. So, um, all right. Well, that was your power rankings for week two. We have now set the stage for our week three preview. Let's get into this thing. Broncos country. Let's ride. Week three is here. I think everybody, maybe besides Stretch with his really nasty running back core, hopes for a bounce back for running backs this week. Surely, surely that would happen because running backs are our babies. They are valuable. Um, NFL-wise, boys, are there any teams you're watching this week in particular? Anything interest you? Whether that be the development of an offense, anything like that? I'm watching the Vikings. Okay. Because they regressed pretty badly against the Eagles. Kirk Cousins in primetime. They looked like a shell of themselves. So let's see how they do against an improved Detroit team. I like that. I was actually going to say Detroit. So, <laughs> so fun, that's fun watch right now for sure. I know. I know. Are they legit or? I think you find out this week. I don't know. I've got eyes on the AFC South leading Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. As they take on the Los Angeles Chargers on the road. Now, no way am I expecting them to pull off a win. I will say that. They just blanked a good can, Colts if, team. If they can hang. Colt, go Colts. With the Chargers, you know, top three or four, you know, playoff projected team for the whole season. Maybe, you know, maybe I do have to give more props to Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson and, you know, the whole crew because they looked 
real good against the Colts. And so if they can just hang against the Chargers, I'll, I'll give them more props than I have so far. Kind of like a Hayden versus Aaron hang. Just hang around. Yeah. yeah. Good looking loss. Let, let's get a good loss for the Jags if, li- if you're okay. watching them. I like that. Go Jags. Never said that in my life. But here we go. Let's get into this week three preview. We will start with a battle in the Chipotle division. We have the one and one, one game win streak, high on life, Clayton and the Red Rocket taking on top of the Chipotle or yeah, Chipotle division, Anthony and team uninspired youth at two and O. And as of our show today, Sleeper has Anthony with a sixty five percent chance of victory. Sixty five, that's a healthy amount. Yeah, estimated point total of 142 as opposed to Clayton's 111. And when you go up and down the lineup, I think a 30-point favorite kind of makes sense. Uh, You got Christian McCaffrey, of course, who's a staple on Clayton's end and will do his thing every given Sunday. But when you go down the rest of the lineup, especially like after you get past Drake London, it really starts to look bad on Clayton's end. Austin Hooper, I mean, you're lucky to get five points, probably. That's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Zach Moss, again, lucky to get five. Curtis Samuel's nice. I won't uh, discredit him there, but I just look at Anthony's roster, and th- some of those matchups are just so juicy. Justin Jefferson against Detroit. You got uh, CeeDee Lamb at the Giants, I think, on Monday night. like they're Yeah, the Giants are improved, sure, but they're not a – juggernaut on defense and travis kelsey against the 0-2 indianapolis oh god please dear god have mercy i'll be there he will (laughs) he will have an opportunity you'll be there yeah i'm going to the game this week wow why uh emily's company's partner or something has some tickets and offered for us to go so i'll be sitting watching the Colts start (laughs) in your Bengals uniform no, I don't think I could be that guy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I can be that guy. I, I've probably got a cold something or another back of the closet that I could pull out. I have a hat if you want it. Yeah. Something like that. What's your backup team you root for? I could wear like an NFL hat, NFL shirt. It's like a black t-shirt. And right. Jeans. <laughs> an NFL hat. But bottom here line, for the, guys, Here for the product. Yeah. I, I see a 30-piece nug coming from Kelsey. Uh, they're not going to stop him over the middle. So... Lamar Jackson, just the cherry on top. And then I think Derrick Henry gets right this week against a very susceptible Las Vegas Raiders run defense. Yeah, no, I don't have anything to add there, really. Um, I mean, when you look at the stud, that really gives Clayton the chance to win. Christian McCaffrey going up against New Orleans Saints front. Not a big fan. And I think that alone really, really hurts his chances. I try my best to see the light in every situation, but I can't in this one. Anthony wins easily. Yeah, I'm taking Anthony all day. Lamar Jackson did show up on the injury report with a, a you know an elbow that he's watching, but it's he's not going to miss any game time, so I'm not worried about that. Anthony all day. There you go. By the way, hey, Clayton has a Clayton has a little bragging rights. By the way, Cole Beasley, Tampa Bay practice squad. Just he hung saying, on to him. He's actually on a team. Just hung saying, is a Cole Beasley season? We'll see. Let's hope COVID doesn't go around. All right. On to the next matchup. We have another game that we kind of expect to know what goes on. It is the 1-1 one one defending champion Aaron and Let Russ Cook taking on the 0-2 good, but not really because of ownership. Don and Team Don Perignon. And Let Russ Cook and Aaron have declared it a, 
bye week. So we yeah, have that, some because that works well. So <laughs> so we have some lineup tinkering that we'd like to call out here. But say, hey, you know, so you remember um, remember Stevens, whose quarterback's going to start? Mm-hmm. We should just have a run it back. Let's set Don's lineup today. <laughs> <laughs> could okay, that could be a whole segment, man. I know, like right? we yeah. set Don's lineup and then we compare how it did to what he set and see which man like are we a better team manager or is Don? We're taking all of the thinking out of for Don. He just <laughs> he could just listen to this podcast. To this podcast and just listens to what we say. I would drop exactly thirty-five pounds or pounds. Wow. Uh, thirty-five dollars. <laughs> yeah, a little weight watchers going on. Rest in peace to the queen. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Back on track, back on track. Some lineup changes. You know, you're on a bye week. You're you can afford to kind of tinker. Um, so we have a new leader for the quarterback room for Let Russ Cook. Oh baby, we have Let Kirk Cook. Uh, does that work? Let Kirk. I'll give it to you. Boil against the Lions. Against the Lions. <laughs> Kirk Cousin is not in prime time, so you know he's going to have a decent game. So I think that's a very smart play. Another player you just want to see prove it on your bench, Russ Wilson, right now. Everyone thinks you know the Denver offense is going to come around, but right now it's not looking like that. And he never plays well against the 49ers. Never. Yeah. I, I mean, while we're on the topic of Aaron's quarterback, do we want to mention a, a waiver wire move this week? Aaron dropped yeah. how much money? $22. $22 so on Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. Better, better not suck. It comes back full circle. Why did I do that to myself? That's Yeah, that's that's your you fourth had, quarterback on the roster You had now, to compete so. with the competing uh, $1 bid. <laughs> <laughs> so Anthony did text me afterwards and was like, I thought about putting a big bid on Carson Wentz, but he didn't. So Lamar Jackson? Lamar thought about it, but did not. Got to get that back up, apparently. And our other lineup tinker, we've talked about it. We're in on it. Kyle Pitts benched. 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 Get on the bench. Had to do it, man. Had to do it. We've got Zach Ertz currently in the lineup versus the Rams. Feels like a safer play. You know, who's more likely to get eight points? Right now, Zach Ertz. You know, until we see Pitts get 10 targets a game like he should, you know, he really, his targets a game should honestly be above eight. Every single game, and it's just not so smart plays. In my opinion, we'll see how it plays out this week. So right now, I want everyone to guess Najee Harris's yards per carry. Ooh, I love this game. Two point four. I I don't even know it. I just two point nine. Two point eight eight. I will oh, give a round up. Two point nine. Got it. Nice. That is 25 <laughs> attempts for 72 yards. The so Steelers' bad. offense is absolute hot garbage. Their offensive line can't move anybody. Najee's not necessarily getting all the dump-offs that he has in years past. It's just a, it's a shaky start to the season for somebody you'd like to rely on. Now, they've got time to turn it around, but that's another player to watch. And I will have eyes out watching Devontae Adams for a bounce-back game against the team that turned Stephon Diggs into him. He's him. So this week, maybe Devontae Adams can also be him. Or her. How many hymns can you have? Or X. Can you, you can only have like one, one or, or a couple hymns. How many, how many in the league? I mean, you can have three pronouns. So, I mean, there can be three hymns. 
Sure. Check out. Devon Diggs is him. So Devontae Adams bounced back, turning into a him. Uh, look out there. Don, Team Don Perignon, rough matchup for Aaron Rodgers. Rough matchup for Antonio Gibson. Uh, Terry McLaurin is the wide receiver three for the for the Manders. I'd put him two. Dotson and Samuels are just getting, getting paid by getting like a two targets. <laughs> so that's not looking super hot. Um, and again, starting Tyler Higby. Juju's in the lineup right now, and he's just not been good this year. So I'm not sold on Don's team at all, especially this week where we have Damian Harris. Miles Sanders on the bench right now. Um, I'm taking Aaron in it pretty pretty easily. I would potentially take Don if he was an effective lineup setter. The likes of Miles Sanders, those guys on the bench, I think they could really help him out this week. But, hey, if he doesn't move him, I think Aaron wins this one pretty easily. Don't have that much confidence. Yeah, I like myself in this one as well. I think that this hopefully with, you know, the adjustments I made at quarterback and tight end can get me back to, you know, I think I'm averaging what around 140 points in my last, you know, two weeks combined had one, a little over 120 and then 160 this past week. So if I can, if I can hit that 140, I think that guarantees a win against the likes of, uh, you know, Dons of the world. I would agree. So that's another sweep this time for Aaron and we move on. And one quick thing, one quick thing about uh, Kyle Pitts, just real quick. Oh boy. Do you guys hear the press conference Arthur Smith had after the game? He was asked about why Kyle Pitts wasn't targeted more. And he was like, guys, this isn't fantasy football. We're trying to win games. (laughs) (laughs) By not throwing to your best player. By not throwing to a unicorn. That makes sense. (laughs) By not throwing to my best player. Guys, listen. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to win football games. All right. As a Kyle Pitts owner, I just wanted to throw up. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right, let's move on to the next matchup. We have two one-on-one squads coming in here, but you would argue there are two one-on-one squads on very opposite sides of the spectrum. Which spectrum? Uh, you give it your sh- – think what you want. But we have Team Mount Passmore, number two in the power rankings at one and one taking on Stretch It's Super Camario at one and one who currently sits at seven. In the power rankings, and Sleeper currently has it with Steven a 60% chance of victory. And I'll start with Stretch here. This is very much a, we are playing a juggernaut. Let's just try to capitalize on the momentum we had last week. And what I mean by that, Amari Cooper wasn't in his lineup last week, goes off in the lineup. Garrett Wilson was not in his lineup last week, goes off in the lineup. Irv Smith just picked up off the waiver. Great week in the lineup. Alvin Kamara comes back. So he's certainly trying to ride the momentum of what's been happening, but I feel like nine times out of ten in fantasy football, when you do that, it just doesn't work that way. Don't chase points. (laughs) So, I mean, A, Kyler Murray has a good matchup against the Rams, who just got lit up by Marcus Mariota. Alvin Kamara comes back with a good matchup against the Panthers, and you're hoping Jerry Judy, who I don't think he practiced. Yeah, he didn't practice today. So his not looking super great, but I mean, you have a Josh Jacobs on the bench or something like that. So I think that would be the obvious swap there. Mount Passmore and Steven on the completely other side of, of the spectrum. His lineup currently sets itself. You're not benching Diggs. You're not benching A.J. Brown. Mike Thomas seems back, and Mike Williams is a dog. Arguably, his team gets better this week because you get George Kittle back, potentially. Um, you're wanting to see what he's what he has going on. So... um. 
again, I, I try to look at the bright side. I try to pick the underdog when I can, when I think they have a remote chance. But Steven could argue he belongs at the top of the power rankings. Uh, you could argue stretch maybe even lower on the power rankings after that symbolic showing last week. And I think that goes on despite stretch trying to capitalize on momentum, which I'm not I'm not downing him for trying that. I think when you're playing a Titan like Steven, you got to give it all the effort that you can. But I think Steven comes out on top of this one. It might be closer than people think, but I think Steven brings it home fairly easily, moves on to two and one. Yeah, I'm going to take Steven in this one. The only way Stretch can hang at all is if Jimmy Garoppolo being back for the 49ers leads to Debo Samuel getting 15 carries, Jimmy Garoppolo being back, and Trey Davis, Price, Sermon, Johnson, <laughs> Derek, whatever his face is, going out. Jarek, Trey, Sermon, uh, <laughs> Davis, Price. Tie. There's a tie in there. Tie. Yeah. yeah. So right now uh, it's Jeff Wilson <laughs> and then Marlon Mack elevated. So Debo is RB2 right now. So if he gets 10, 12 carries and 10, 12 targets, I could see him putting up a 40, 50-point game. But that's the only way it happens, and we just got to see what the 49ers do. Yeah, I just I look up and down the lineup for Steven, and even if Justin Herbert doesn't play, he can pivot to a guy like Jared Goff, Tom Brady if he wants to. I mean, he's got options at every single position, and it's just pretty overpowering. So I think uh, I like where Stretch's head is at. He wants to try and get some – guys in his lineup that can really move the needle for him and just probably scratching and clawing at this point just to get get a win um, for this week. But I think Ant- or, uh, Steven is just way too powerful. Zeke's in his lineup. Yeah? Yeah? I mean, it, he would be in mine too if I traded <laughs> a first-round pick. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Touche. All right, let's get on to our next matchup. Uh, we talked about it earlier. One could argue this is the matchup to watch. Um, but, you know, when you have one matchup that has two winning teams or 500 teams, you're going to take that one. But, of course, I'm talking about Zach and Cooking Up More coming into this at a shocking 0-2, taking on a resurgent, revitalized Hayden Country Roads. Take Mahomes at 1-1. One and, one. and this is, like we said, a sneaky, big, early season game for both these players. Zach falls 0-3. That's not going to look good. Hayden could establish himself as a top five team in this league. And we talked, we said it earlier. We've got Pat Mahomes indoors against the Colts. Do we know if Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, is he coming back this week? They they said they literally he could have played week one. They could have played week two. And I think their thinking was probably we can beat Houston without Shaq. Uh-huh. We can beat Jacksonville without Shaq. I bet he comes back this week. Okay. If he comes back then maybe Mahomes only gets to his 25 points. But if there's no Shaquille Leonard out there organizing and orchestrating that defense, I just don't see a scenario where Mahomes is under 35. So I think he could pick up some slack in the projections. Um, James Conner right now, questionable. He did he did That's go big. down, um, did not practice today, and he's considered day-to-day. Um, if he's out, then you're pivoting to putting Singletary in that RB two spot and you got to find a flex player who's maybe i mean 
Chase Claypool? Yeah. It's, Dorch. It's Greg, Greg Dorch. Dorch. It, it, it's slim <laughs> That pickings. was great harmony. <laughs> it, it is slim pickings if Connor cannot go. Um, and, it, you know, going down the line of Jalen Waddell, how do the Dolphins fare at home but against Buffalo? You know, could be a shootout, could be a I lot know. of points. It's like Buffalo's also, offense is good or defense is good, but it's also like right. Miami's really good. They're fast. yeah. So that that, that's, <laughs> that might be the game of the week in the NFL. But yeah, you know, we got to see what's going to happen there. Cooper Cup's going to get his twenty to thirty points. Easy. Fryermuth, tight end six on the year. The Muth twelve points both games so far. That's some nice consistency at a position that has zero consistency. Amen. Um, so Hayden's lineup looks relatively strong, I'd say. Um, and not to discredit Zach, you know, we said it, it, Dalvin Cook bounce back game against Detroit, entirely possible. Keenan Allen might be back this week. And then you got to love to see Mark Andrews, Cortland Sutton's got a good matchup there. Um, the one thing to note on Zach's side of the ball, Brees Hall. Is currently cracking the that. lineup. He might as well as dude. a flex spot. One hundred and one. He's got the explosivity. Like he got scored a touchdown last week. He has a threat to break a ball at any point in time. The one thing going against him is the Bengals' rush defense has been very good this year. So it's a tough matchup from that perspective. Um, but I, you know, in a game where it's maybe not must win, but it's darn close. You got to shoot for the stars. You got to play those higher upside guys. And I, I think the only person he could maybe start over him is Rex Burkhead. Uh, yeah, that's His bench gross. is looking bad. It's almost like he shouldn't have maybe traded away two running backs, which in his defense aren't looking great, but yeah, still gives you a little more confidence. Yeah, just just it's not there, and we got to see it happen. Um, the no depth, the injuries right now are you know he's got like six or seven questionable tags on his roster. So I am not going to take that. I'm going to take Hayden in this matchup. I think it'll be relatively close, but I, th- I think Hayden's going to come out 2-1 and one in this. Yeah, I got Hayden as well. I just really like Jalen Waddell, even though the Bills are a very tough defense to go up against. I think he still does really solid. Uh, Cooper Cup, he's going to do his thing, as we already mentioned. And then Mahomes is going to carve up the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, I may not want to watch the Colts again after this Sunday. Hey, you know what? We are technically a nationally televised game because we got Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call on Monday or that on Sunday. That is terrifying. I don't want other people to know about our Colts being bad. <laughs> Tony Romo vibes in, in you know in the in the booth. Oh God! Oh God! Jim, I, look I, at this throw! You know. It's trending down for me. I I, I started down. I, I rode the high. I was all in on him. But this year, I don't know. I just I, I, don't, I don't know that I like listening to him. Yeah, I well, will. Uh, oh, sorry. I was gonna say, what do we think of the Thursday night Al Michaels Kirk Herbstreet? Weird. It was weird. Yeah. I think they need some time to gel, but I think there's a lot of potential there. I'm they're, a big Kirk. Individually, guy. they're really good. Individually, like goats at their positions and what they do, but in the booth. Especially with, I don't know, like the, the cameras weren't always timed mm. up great. And just the whole Amazon presentation needed a little bit of fine-tuning. Yeah. But I, I read an article about it. I know we're kind of running long. But, like, I read an article about it. It's it, it's bigger than you think. Like, Amazon put it on, so that means it was all Amazon cameras. It was all Amazon film crew. It was all 
Amazon sound presentation. Like they bought all of that. Like Jeff Bezos bought all of that and put on a broadcast. It's not like they're like borrowing Fox's stuff that Thursday Night Football used to from NFL Network, all that stuff. Like it's all Amazon. So I I thought for your first go around, I thought they did okay. It was watchable at least. But um oh on on the matchup, <laughs> that's right. Um I have I have a condition. If James Conner does not play, I am taking Zach to win this game because I think Dalvin Cook comes out with a big, big, big bounce back game against Detroit. He started off really, really slow, currently the RB28 on the year, but I think he comes back very strong. Matt Stafford can also carve up the Arizona Cardinals, and Keenan Allen comes back in a favorable matchup against Jacksonville, and of course you got Mark. You got Mark playing New England, Mark Andrews, of course. Uh, obviously, Cooper Cup, Jalen Waller on the other side are very scary. But if James Conner is out and you got to play one of the people we saw on Hayden's bench, I think Zach can sneak this one. I think he gets off the snide and he can get one and two. If James Conner does play, I'm going Hayden. But if he doesn't, I'm going Zach. One last note on Zach's team. David Montgomery. I mean, little eye emojis there. He looked really good on Sunday night against the Packers, carving them up for 122 yards and looked honestly like the best player on their team by far. Yeah, I mean, Justin Fields, 11 pass attempts, right. 25 through two weeks. So, Yeah, love that. Not like they're passing the ball. All right, go back up, QB. All right, we have one matchup remaining. You know what that means. It is your matchup to watch. And you know what I realized I haven't done in a long time? Being that we're both podcast hosts, I see you every week. I'm going to declare this a civil war. I like it. Aaron, to you. And we got the matchup of the week, the now-proclaimed civil war between the Mixon administration and Tim Rader and Team Fairlife and Chris Mitchum. (laughs) At the time of our recording of this podcast, the Mixon administration has a 56% Damn. chance <laughs> of victory and 140 point total estimated as opposed to Team Fairlife with 44% probability and 126 point total. I think when you first look at this matchup, the quarterbacks just ooze with points. They do. I just think that there's ooze. going to be so many points to go uh, for both of these quarterbacks. I would not be shocked if they both combined cleared 75, I, they could easily reasonable. see that. Yeah. Easily. Um, and then, you know, you look at some of the other pieces here. I think Jonathan Taylor, this is a bounce back week. They're going to get him his typical 20 touches a game because what else are you going to do if you're the Colts? I don't <laughs> do know. Do something. Yeah. Frank Reich's job, it seems like, is on the line. So maybe get it to your best player on offense. I'm just saying. Uh, Jamar Chase, I think he gets a bounce back week here against the Jets. Sure, he's got the Sauce Gardner, who's the rookie, who will be does, – does he shadow uh, number one receivers typically? You know, I don't know the answer to that. My gut tells me he plays one side, but I don't know the answer to that. Well, regardless, I think Jamar Chase has a good chance to bounce back for 20-plus. Could easily see that. You're going back with DK Metcalf in your lineup – Already proclaimed, you know, this is the week for 10 points for him. I huge. <laughs> it's huge because that's not guaranteed, but I could Speak see black, that. Nigga. I am black. Against an NFC South team in the Falcons. And 
man, Aaron Jones, yeah, it's a tough matchup against Tampa Bay, but after what he did this past Sunday night against the Bears, hey, why not? Continue to ride it. Uh, for Chris, you need guys to get healthy. You've got questionable tags <laughs> all I'm, throughout I'm your lineup. I'm willing them into health by putting them in my <laughs> starting lineup. <laughs> all throughout your lineup. Michael Pittman, hopefully he comes back. He's the cornerstone of your team. Your name, your team name is literally named after him. Josh Allen's going to do his thing. No worries there. Saquon Barkley, hopefully he can get back to week one totals, which would be really nice for you. And, you know, I think you've got some guys you, that could keep up. I could really see this kind of being a you, – you keep up for a little bit, but then when the likes of – Oh, I don't know. Naeem Hines and uh, <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Rashad Penny yeah! take, take center stage. I think Tim's uh, equal to those in, in the matchup are just going to pull away. Um, so I think you are formidable against him, but I do think Tim wins relatively comfortably. What I'm hoping for is like after Sunday, I'm down by like 23 points and Saquon Barkley on Monday night. That would be electric. That would be awesome because I think he's going to just feast on the Cowboys. Um, I'm actually taking Tim here, though, unfortunately. I think this is the first time in a long time I've picked against my own team. But I just – if I had, like, really good matchups across the board, maybe. But, like, ah, they're they're fine. I mean, DJ Moore against New Orleans makes me nervous. Saquon against Dallas. I mean, Joe Mixon couldn't do much last week, so – that makes me a little nervous, too. Um, don't get me wrong. If I do get these guys back and healthy, the fact that I would consider Davis, Pittman, and Allen all have the potential to go over 30, um, I think that gives me a shot. Uh, but I, I'm going Tim here. You guys are both making me feel real good about my team and prospects this week. Um, however, this is a little crystal ball action. I think Josh Allen is going over 50. Oof. Like at Miami, it's gonna be nice. Eh, right now, it's, it's it's got the little rain cloud emoji, but mm -hmm. but still, like that Bills offense and if Gabe Davis is back, I think he's I think he's touching 40, 50 points this game. So I am terrified of that. Now, the negative on my side that's also holding me back a little bit is Jonathan Taylor. You know, like it or not, after last week at Jacksonville with not a lot of usage. I'm curious to see what happens if the Chiefs if the Chiefs go up big again. Exactly. Yeah. If they go up big in the first quarter, do they just abandon the run game completely again? Because if they do, then you know I'm looking at another single digit point week for Jonathan Taylor. Nine minds. And that'll be hard to overcome. So I, I'm going to take Chris in this one. I I do think it'll be close, um, but I think Josh Allen just strikes fear into my heart. He strikes fear into everybody's heart, baby. He does. The best investment I've ever made. All right. So we got two for Tim, one for Chris, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is your week three preview sponsored by um, Evan Williams Whiskey, because it's in my site. Solid consumer-based whiskey, and I say consumer-based to, like, you recognize it's it's cheap. You can get it anywhere. Yeah, it's out there. For sure, for sure, for sure. All right, let's get out of here. Broncos country, let's ride. As always, if you could just take a second, I'm genuinely asking you this week. I know I say it every week, but like, let me let me into your headspace. If you can genuinely like this thing, if you can comment on this thing, oh, I just said like, I mean, uh, comment, share it with your friends, uh, give us a good rating. That's what I meant to say. 
And as always, just mash that like button. Just crush it. Just destroy it. Just annihilate the like button. Verbal emoji the like button. The like button here where you are Derwin James picking up Travis Kelsey. Yeah. The like button. And you're going to lift him off the ground and pile drive the WWE sound over it. Oh, no, Into oh, the no, oh, dirt. No. Boom. And that's what I want you to do, that like button. Good call. I love that. Or just like usual, you could click it. You could click the like button. You could do that if you wanted to. That has our best success rate usually. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no comments when people click it. We've had a couple <laughs> complaints of, you know, the Batista bombing, all that crap. Um, but yeah, do that. We would really appreciate it. www.thisleaguepod.com is where you can find us and you can follow us on thisleague underscore pod. And that is the username for both Instagram and Twitter. Gentlemen, I do not have any outro music this week. Uh, so I figured we'll just we'll just ride on out with, with the old... With the old theme music. I'm your boy, Chris. I'm out of here. Have a good week three. Love you guys. Bengals, please get a win here. Peace. Don't watch the Colts game unless you want to be really sad. Now go on and get. Go Colts. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun. A lot of surprise. Let's give it up.